eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, at number four, I have Mike Boone. Okay, now, we got to break down this backfield now, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to make the decision now. Obviously, Melvin Gordon is rostered everywhere. And we have to make the decision now between Mike Boone and Latavius Murray, right? And this decision, you know, by, by the way, if you're not, if you didn't hear, Denver signed latavius murray off the saints practice squad okay and and the way i see it is this like this decision you know can matter for the rest of the fantasy season right so like in the falcons backfield you know you got the next four weeks maybe algier plays so well that he ends up you know doing his thing and beating everybody out that's possible right so you have that possibility and which is why i kind of have met number three that played into it right mm-hmm. with mike boone and latavius murray you know obviously i think melvin gordon's going to be involved until he gets hurt so there's less of a less of a chance that one of these guys ends up being the one a here but yeah at the same time melvin gordon has been fumbling like crazy so that could play a factor into it latavius murray has been available for any any team to grab this entire time yeah right and you you know how the ravens grabbed Kenyon drake Right mm-hmm. and instantly played him over Mike Davis. Right, Drake was on the Raiders the entire time. Right, he was not available. Right, so in that situation, then you think like, okay, maybe they grabbed him and then they're going to play him. He just wasn't available, so it's not like they had the choice. Right, yeah, they chose Boone to have on their active roster as their third running back over Murray, and I do think that Boone will get a shot at being part of this rotation first before Murray. Um, you know, Murray looked good on on, on Sunday morning. You know, in relief yeah. of Mark Ingram, and he only he only really saw the field because Ingram was got banged up. But <clears throat> they were going up against Minnesota, right? Minnesota Swiss cheese, right? Uh, their run defense. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's also thirty two years old. I, I think I'd rather take the shot on the younger, more athletic Mike Boone. I have Latavius Murray here somewhere, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere. Uh, but but yeah, he's like. So let me see where I, where I have him real quick. I, I have him at 12. twelve. I have him at twelve. So he's worth a pickup. You know what I mean? Because you never know. Right. And th- this this yeah. backfield can move up and down. Maybe they just really loved what they saw on Sunday morning. They're like, we ha- we gotta have this guy. Uh Saints fans yeah. are pissed that they didn't sign Latavius Murray to the active roster um after that game. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I-, I think I'm taking a shot on Boone, dude. I-, I think that's a I think that's good. I think it's a good move. Um we talk about Latavius Murray. 
his role in fantasy football has been to just come in and perform decent. And that's about it. And then maybe vulture some carries from someone that we're pinning as a potential guy that could really make a difference on your team, you know, for, as a waiver wire pickup. And I'm I'm thinking I'm seeing the same scenario play out here in Denver because Mike Boone's like, oh, here's a guy. He might be able to fill in. You know, Melvin Gordon isn't playing well. Who could possibly challenge Mike Boone? Well, they bring in Latavius Murray. Um, clearly, I don't think they plan to not use Latavius Murray uh, if he's there because we saw what he did in, um, what's it called, on Sunday morning and he didn't look bad at all. It might like I don't I don't think this is a depth thing. I think they're playing to kind of just ride out the storm with as many running backs as they can, um, keep guys fresh, especially with Melvin Gordon under under underperforming and underproducing. But um, Mike Boone, I think, is the guy that they're going to rely on, maybe in the passing game. I don't, I don't think Latavius Murray is much of a pass catcher. Melvin Gordon, you know, he's, he has the drops. Um, so I, I think Mike Boone has I think Mike Boone has the most upside. Um, in the back right he now, he did see he did see three targets, you know, last week, you know, so right. it, you know, in relief, like once, and, and that was all in the second half too. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So like, Mike Boone might have the receiving upside. Melvin Gordon might. I mean, you know, now I'm talking out loud. Like, who who puts the guy that's dropped the ball four times a season as their primary running back, the guy in the ground game? So it, it's yeah. not adding up. It's going to be tough to see how this plays out. But I, I like Mike Boone the most. I think Mike Boone has he doesn't have any negative perception inside the Broncos organization right now. You know, Melvin Gordon seems to be falling out of favor and now he's just kind of thrust in the spotlight. You know, you dropped the ball, but now Javante Williams is, is out for the season. How are you going to handle this? They brought Latavius Murray in pretty fast, which tells me that maybe Melvin Gordon isn't going to be, you know, the obvious handcuff handcuff option that we had in Pindaz. If anything would happen to Javante Williams, definitely an interesting situation. You know, and this is we we don't want to discount Melvin Gordon. Like, if you have Melvin Gordon right now, like Darn. I would be pretty happy about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is more of a discussion between like what what who is the guy between Mike Boone and Latavius Murray, right? Like, if you have Gordon, I'm gonna start him in Week Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As an yeah. RB two, uh, because you know he could potentially get you. He can get a ton of work. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he sees 65 percent of snaps next week. Right. Hopefully they just get the he just gets the fumbles in line and, you know, he's able to, you know, kind of get it together. Um, I think he will. But I don't end up I don't I don't see unless Melvin Gordon really like messes up here. I don't see these guys taking over this backfield. Does that make sense? Right. I don't think either of them are taking over the backfield either. But I think the upside, I think the I think Mike Boone has the ability to score like be really efficient you know he might not get many touches yes. i think it's the ability to put up some points despite maybe not having the workload that melvin gordon has like it's almost going to be like maybe a tony pollard and zeke situation you know where zeke's getting the touches even though he's not that efficient and mike boone um you know oh i like getting... that i like that comparison. I, I think i think it's a fair comparison that, that, that's so kind of what i envision except melvin gordon is better than zeke hmm I, yeah, I just want maybe, to push a maybe. button. He's just, it's, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 just yeah, want to I like felt that. that one. I felt that one. <laughs> <laughs> let's right. let's talk about our receiver. Let's talk about our receiver let's, next. Let's talk about your boy. Down. Let's talk about your boy, Michael, yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Gallup over here. Let's go. Let's <laughs> talk about the Cowboys. Uh, so uh, he returned this week. He ran about on eighty three percent of dropbacks. Uh, he ended up scoring a touchdown. Uh, he only had two targets, but you know he's he's gonna get more targets. You know, okay. moving forward. Yeah. Um, right. Before, so where we say he only had two targets. 
Um, it should be noted. I think he drew three pass interference penalties on passes over 20 yards. Wow. <laughs> so that's I one did not thing know that. to note. He did. He drew a bunch of pass interferences. If he caught one or two of those balls, you know, we'd be having a much different discussion. So two targets on the box score, it's not what we saw on, on Sunday. Interesting. So I want to, like, I'm going to, like, while, while like, talk, talk more about Michael Gallup and what you expect between him and Noah Brown moving forward um, while I look for Michael Gallup's air yards. Yeah. So, Michael, I'm not sure if they're going to show up on the air yards because, like I said, there were technically no play on a defensive pass interference. Um, but Michael Gallup, um, I expect him, you know, he's a wide receiver too. And he might actually kind of serve as a 1A or 1B or 1A to um, C.D. Lamb. They love using Michael Gallup as a deep threat. He's a big play threat, and that's what we saw. Even Cooper with Cooper Rush, a quarterback, they were airing it out to him. He drew a couple pass interferences. Just if you, if you watch, if, like if you go to any Commanders column, they're going to be complaining about those pass interference calls because it was the same guy it was William Jackson doing it multiple times. But um, Michael Gallup, he was their deep threat. He just didn't cash in on them because of the pass interference calls. If he reels in one or two of those instead of a ten point performance like he had and two catches on two targets. Um, we could be looking at 14 points, 16 points, which is a clear waiver wire pickup if he's still sitting there. Um, okay. I, I, Michael Gallup has the upside that we're looking for. He looked like Michael Gallup. He just didn't have it show up on the box score. It was just, it was just I a did, weird occurrence. I did find it. So he did draw two defense, defensive pass interference calls combining, and then he got the two, two, two. Uh, passes that he caught for 24 yards, including touchdown. Thanks to Jory Epstein, who's a uh, senior NFL reporter from Yahoo Sports. So right. that's awesome. So yeah, no, it's looking good. So I think Michael Gallup here. Now, if you don't need a running back, if you're chilling at running back, Michael Gallup probably moves all the way up, right? Ahead of these these running backs that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think you could. Did you say so? Yeah, I think you could, especially with Dak Prescott coming back, because if you watch Dak Prescott play, he likes to throw for some reason to Michael Gallup more than CeeDee Lamb. Um, but even with Cooper Rush, you know, it's not a very pass heavy offense with Cooper Rush on the field, but still he was getting the targets and especially like, you know, quality targets, not like two yard out routes or anything like that. He was getting down the field targets. I think he could move all the way up. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if he's over George Pickens because George Pickens is technically, I would say, the wide receiver one there. Um, if Deontay, with, well, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver two. They're very similar in value. I now, if I had similar. to put some fab dollars on these running backs before we move on to six through ten, Raheem Mostert, I'll probably put twelve to fifteen percent on him if I need a running back. Uh, Tyler Algier, probably capping out in ten percent. Are you going higher than ten percent on Algier? Um, I think ten is kind of where I'm sitting. Believe it or not, in a couple of these, I already put ten down on Algier. So, All right, that's, um, that's good to yeah. know. I'll put I'll put eleven. Okay. Uh, right. Mike Boone uh, at four. <laughs> I'm probably putting like you know maybe seven eight bucks, seven to eight percent on Mike yeah. Boone. Don't Nothing overpay. You know, it might seem like an obvious ad, and you might think a lot of people are gonna go crazy. Let them overspend. Um, I wouldn't overspend on Mike Boone. There are other guys that you could pick up. And then Michael Gallup. I might go up to 15%, you know, just like George Pickens, because I think he could be, he could end up being, you know, an every week wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Um, yeah. So I think 10 to 15% on Michael Gallup makes sense as well. If Pickens is not available in your league. Yeah. And, and that very well could be. Um, the other thing is chances are you might have somebody who had was stashing Michael Gallup, you know, all, all season on the IR, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily the flashiest guy to hold on IR. Like, you'd think he'd save that for, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, obviously, he was suspended. 
But um, well, Michael Gallup has always been disrespected on the waiver wire. Like if you notice, oh, yeah. last year coming back off the injury, I know he's not too dependable, right? And he's been hurt a lot, mm-hmm. so. He's been, I think last year he was on my waiver wire article like every single week for like <laughs> 10 weeks straight. Uh, right. it, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. Uh, so it, and, even this year, it's the same, same, yeah. same thing. Even, despite the fact that he started, you, you could have stashed him on IR this entire time. Yeah, I was going to say, he's kind of been floating around the waivers here this season too. Um, yeah. I know because exactly. I've, I've, I've put him in, I think, this graphic a few times already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, we have. And he's moved uh, up. He's moved up. So that's pretty He has. Cool. He's moved up because he's back. He's back here, and he's still not owned in most leagues, which is crazy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Rashad White at number six here. You know, if, if you're looking at last week, both Rashad White and Leonard Fournette got, got three carries each. Um, you know, he was involved from the beginning of this game. You know, Fournette, you know, obviously got a lot more touches, especially in the passing game, and he ended up coming through at the end of the game with that touchdown, kind of saved your fantasy day. But Rashad White... Somebody you want to, you know, keep as a stash. You know, Fournette hasn't been too efficient, right, this season. You know, we love Fournette because of the fact that he's getting so much value. But, you know, things his his overall, you know, volume and snaps did come down this week. So let me look at it real quick. So Fournette ended up – he wasn't on the injury report this week, by the way. Uh, but he ended up only playing on 61% of snaps, and White played on 38%. So, you know, we've been telling you to put Rashad White on your bench this entire time. If he's still available in your wire, you know, this is this might be your last chance to get him, right? Because yeah. if this, you know, this could be a sign of things, it could just mean that Fournette will go back to what he used to be, but you got to have Rashad White. Anytime you have a three-down handcuff who's very, very talented, like Rashad White is, you got to have him on your bench, straight up. Yeah, 100%. Um, He's a league winner. If Fournette were to get hurt, Rashad White is a league winner. Yes. Okay. Uh, we had Caleb Huntley at number seven. I really don't want to talk about the Falcons anymore. Yeah. Um, Isaiah McKenzie at number eight here. Uh, Jamison Crowder broke his ankle. Uh, he's going to be out. He's going to be out for the season, right? That's a season-ending injury, if I'm not mistaken. It, it, I would assume it is. I don't know if it's season-ending, but it's um, definitely not good news. He'll be out for the foreseeable <laughs> future. I, think, I would say you know, so. So yeah, I, I, I would I would I would agree that it's not good news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. He's gonna be out for a while. That's that's let's that's see. that's that's pretty much it. I think it's there it. were reports that he'll be out for the season. It says um, he's out indefinitely, which tells yeah. you what you need to know. You know, especially exactly six at least six weeks. I'd say you could put there. <laughs> now Isaiah McKenzie, I think for the season, I think he's the pickup. However, he does have a concussion. Okay, and it's possible that Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, it does not play this week. And if he does not play this week, I have Khalil Shakir here at number 14, who you could potentially pick up and play this week if he doesn't play. I think Khalil Shakir ends up playing a near full-time role, especially with Jay Kumaro also banged up, right? So all they're going to have is Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir potentially as their uh, main healthy wide receivers. And, you know, even Gabe Davis is a little bit banged up right now. So Khalil Shakir, somebody that you want to keep an eye on. 
we love Khalil Shakir and his whole process coming into the NFL, and we think that he's going to be a really good NFL wide receiver. He should start out of the slot uh, for Josh Allen this week if McKenzie can't go. But for the rest of the season, you know, McKenzie, I would assume if he misses, he only missed one week. For the rest of the year, McKenzie could play a full-time role, something that we potentially saw coming. You know, early in the year, James it, that did not happen because Jameson Crowder actually outsnapped McKenzie uh, before he got hurt this past week. You know, I think it was eleven to eight or something like that. Uh, but right. McKenzie is somebody that you could start potentially every single week as a PPR wide receiver three going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, obviously the concussion clouds it a little bit, but Isaiah McKenzie, like you said, is the, definitely the pickup um, for the season. Josh Allen's looking his way you know, pretty consistently. Um, mm-hmm. He's caught a few touchdowns, which is really, you know, what we're looking for. I wasn't sure the volume was going to be there, but it seems like he's getting enough quality targets that he's worth the pickup. I, you know, me, I was the Gabe Davis guy. You were more Isaiah McKenzie. And um, it looks like you're winning the battle so far. The war is not over. <laughs> I'm still the war is not over. <laughs> still holding out on Gabe Davis. But right now, Isaiah McKenzie looks like not only just a good waiver ad, but also a good start um, with the Bills offense. I mean, listen, you know, Gabe Davis ran 42 routes this past week. Stephon Diggs ran 41 routes. Diggs got six six targets on 41 routes. Davis got three targets on 42 routes. And McKenzie got five targets on 22 routes run. So when he's on the field, Josh Allen is going to be looking his way. Uh, he's an explosive, really quick t- twitch type of wide receiver um and he can do his thing and you know he's got into the into the red into the end zone a couple times this year already so you know something to keep an eye out for and uh if you got him if you already had him it's looking pretty good for him uh don't forget about zay jones he was one of the top waiver ads last week he's still available in a bunch of leagues he was obviously he obviously did not play this past week because he popped up on the injury report late in the week uh i think it was an ankle injury he was questionable going into the it was questionable going into the week um and he ended up being inactive but going into this week zay jones was leading the jaguars in catches over christian kirk coming into week four christian kirk had the fantasy points he had the touchdowns but zay jones had led them in catches so he's gonna be very involved on this improved much improved jaguars offense he should be prioritized uh and and put on your roster if you're not going to play him that's fine but he should be put on rosters yeah, he's the definition of a floor receiver. You know, he's a very safe floor. He will fill in for you each week. And he has a little bit of upside. You know, Trevor Lawrence likes to, likes looking his way. He had that one game, was it two weeks ago, where he put up 18 points or something like that. Yeah. He had 10, 10 or 11 targets, was it? He, he yep. did very well, um, you know, given the circumstance. You know, we weren't sure what the Jaguars offense was going to look like. But it looks good so far, at least from a fantasy perspective, through the first few weeks. And Zay Jones, I, I actually have him on one of my benches. I picked him up because we were talking about, him, you know, as a floor receiver, if anything would happen to one of your receivers and, you know, you're short at the position, Zay Jones will get you in and out of the week very easily. Uh, Sal Vetri uh, at Sal Vetri DFS on Twitter tweeted out that Zay Jones has averaged 8.9 targets over his last eight games. Uh, and that's part of one of the reasons it's part is one of the reasons why I think, you know, the Jaguars kind of prioritize them, uh, you know, in, in free agency. And, you know, these guys that we made fun of the Jaguars for signing for so much money, they're actually producing for them, uh, yeah. which is really interesting. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that works out. I mean, I'll say this. Doug Peterson, he's a good coach. He's a good yeah. coach. At number 10, I have Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, he came in. He, he's not hurt anymore. Okay. He came in and played 
almost he ran around on every drop back. He played on the outside this game primarily. He's a slot receiver. He sucks on the outside. He cannot beat man coverage. Um, he is a guy that should be going up against linebackers and safeties. When he does that, though, he could potentially pick up a ton of targets. Okay, so the Greg Dortch role that we've been seeing running out of the slot, that's the role that Rondell Moore is going to be playing, uh, and Rondell Moore is going to excel in that role, in my opinion. So they they, they loved what they saw out of Rondell Moore this offseason. They thought that he improved a ton. They thought that you know his route tree was going to expand. He got hurt. We didn't see it. We still haven't seen it yet, but I think he should be, you know, he's on available in, on a ton of waiver wires. He didn't do his thing last week, so maybe people are going to be dropping him, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that he didn't run out of the slot because A.J. Green was out, and they have Greg Dorch rotating uh, into the slot. So DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back. You know, A.J. Green is going to be back, but I do feel like, you know, there are going to be some targets to, to go around. And I think Ronda Moore, you know, in, in full PPR leagues only, you know, can potentially be a PPR wide receiver three. Uh, but it, you, it might take a little bit of patience. And if AJ Green is not back this week, then I might be a little hesitant to put him on my lineup. But once he is back and we know that Ronda Moore is going to be playing in the slot, I'm, I'm happy putting him in my lineup in PPR leagues. I, I'm 100% in agreement. I, I like Rondo Moore. I think that, you know, this week was kind of an aberration. You see that they clearly have designs to use him because Greg Dortch was just ousted pretty much by yeah. Rondo Moore coming back. You know, Greg Dortch, he was actually a decent fantasy contributor before Rondo Moore was put back in the lineup. And now he's just on the outside. Expect Greg Dortch to continue sliding out with um, DeAndre Hopkins coming back and AJ Green coming back. Rondo Moore definitely has a role in this offense. And it's not one where he's going to be like targeted once or twice a game. You know, Rondo Moore, he's going to have his games just like in any offense with this many quality receivers, you know, that they're going to have, when they're healthy, they're going to have Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondo Moore, and um, A.J. Green. I still think A.J. Green has a little bit in the tank. He can still draw a couple targets. Um, but at, every receiver on this offense is going to be liable to have a good game. Um, as this offense finds its feet, uh, Murray looked a little bit more like Kyler Murray last week. And things are seem to be trending up for the Cardinals offense. I think that we're going to see um, plenty of quality fantasy performances from all these receivers uh, moving forward. I'm with you. I'm with you. 